The data is in, and uh, the survey shows that half of Canadians don't have a will in their possession. This number stayed consistent over the years, and although it's counterintuitive, we've figured that the number would be going up during the COVID-19 pandemic. Not the case. Uh, so uh, we look at these uh, numbers and, and wonder exactly what's behind them and uh, maybe dig into the fact that if we don't have a will, why would we need one and why is it important? Elke Rubach is principal and founder of Rubach Wealth, joins us this morning to discuss the importance of the will and how to get started if you're considering uh, getting one for you and your family. Good morning to you, Elke. Andy, how are you? Good, good. Uh, let's talk about this. The numbers, uh, less than half or half of Canadians don't have a will. Why do you think this is? What are your reasons from your profession? Well, Andy, you know what? I would think that the number's higher because those who do have a will, there's a good chance that it's outdated. So the reasons are really, really human. We are human. We don't want to think about the end of our story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I understand it, but... The happiest endings are when people have a will and when they have talked to their families about it and surprises aren't found post-mortem. Um, so, so it's understandable, but it should not be avoided. The mess you leave behind is horrendous. And if you have young kids who have absolutely nothing to be blamed for in all of this story and you die... You can absolutely destroy their lives. Well, let's talk about, you know, we mentioned the consistency of these numbers, not going higher, remaining consistent even during the past handful of years, which the pandemic lied within those handful of years. And it's counterintuitive to me because I would think that people would be maybe thinking about their mortality, maybe thinking about, you know, when they finally leave this earth. That was not the case. Why do you think people didn't have a greater interest during the pandemic? I think there's there's a fear that, and it's very strange to explain, it's, it's human behavior. If you have a will, you will die. And what we do with our clients is we know that we'll die anyway. We don't know when. And we also know that everybody has a legacy, and it can be an organized one or a messy one. Why they don't do it? Because they think it's expensive, because they think it's a lot of work, because they don't even want to think about it. Because they're busy, uh, like when you think about the times of pandemic, people with young kids were trying to work and keep the kid out off camera, right? So it was messy, busy, and loud. But what we do is we recommend, okay, let's not start with a will. Start with a financial plan because now you know what you have, where it is, et cetera, et cetera. So there's an awareness, step one. If you have a financial plan, then you can go to a lawyer and you will feel much more comfortable telling the lawyer, well, I want this cottage here, that house there, the heirlooms that are usually the cause of the biggest fights, distributed so and so and so in such a way. And then it also gives you the opportunity to talk to your family about it. Obviously, the conversation is different if your kids are three years old, but many in their 60s, 70s, 80s have not had that conversation with their kids Kids are afraid to raise the issue with a parent because it's very touchy. But then, at least if you talk about it, you know who's getting what and you have agreements, not assumptions, that destroy families. Wow. 
Elke, what's the best time to, to, to make a will? And what I'm getting at is I know that, you know, for example, you maybe decide you, you find the love of your life. You decide to get married. You're going to have a family that's on the, the docket as well. Do you wait? Okay, we're married now. Let's wait until we have kids. Okay, we've had one kid. We might have two more, for example. Um, or is it better to get a base done and then to add and amend that will? A, a short will is better than no will. And I think the best time to get it done is as soon as you become of age. First of all, you're young enough. You probably don't own anything to your name if you know, you're know you average Canadian. But with a will, usually come powers of attorney. If you have an accident and you can't make decisions financially or, or health-wise, you are deciding what you want, how you want to be dealt with. Um Again, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, right? But now is the time. And the other thing, people need to understand that it's a dynamic document. Just because you had one when your firstborn was was uh, uh, arrived, it doesn't mean that you don't have to look at it on an ongoing basis. And make sure that you have, you know, your wishes in the document, your powers of attorney in play, guardianship for your children or your pets, uh, what well, I wouldn't call guardianship for the pets, but anyway, generally speaking. And also, it's an opportunity to look at tax planning. Wills can help you keep more money in your family and also see that it's properly funded. So insurance is a conversation we have as well and that all your accounts are in there. So when is the best time? Yesterday. <laughs> I kind of knew you were going to say that, Alki. Uh, okay, well, one last question here, and I know that, as we all know, unless you've been under a rock, it's it's tough. The economy has been tough on people. Finances, the price of groceries, and, uh, you know, stretching those dollars is something that are on the minds of many Canadians. A will is a legal document. As a result, it's not cheap. What are the options for people if they can't afford the costs associated with a will? And I, I understand that this is your game and this is what you do, but if it comes to, you know, putting food on the table and getting a will, I know that food's going to be put on the table first. Absolutely. I mean, we don't do the, the wills internally. We, we refer, depending on the client and what their needs are and the complexities, we refer to different lawyers. But these days, there are there, there's no excuse. There are resources, like, resources like Willful with, by Erin um, Burry, who started, I don't know, five, six years ago. And I think, I think it's a couple hundred dollars, right? There are technicalities that you need to watch and so on. There's no excuse. $200 is, what, 10, 20 coffees or whatever, however you want to see it with all the tips and extras. You owe it to your family. You owe it to yourself. Again, I sit on the investment committee of the Office of the Public Guardian and Trustee here in Ontario. And the amount of money we manage for people who did not have a will and became, or, or powers of attorney and became incompetent is horrendous. It's horrendous. And we don't want to, but we have to. And we have to take a very, very conservative approach to investing because we can't lose our money. But then we're paying 1% and 2 and 3% interest on money that should be properly invested by people who, you know, who can have a conversation with the client. Yeah. So having a will, there's no excuse. 200 bucks, 300 bucks. Actually, I think we have a discount code for our clients with uh, Willful. We use those for like young professionals mm-hmm. and the kids of our clients so that, you know, depending on how complicated. Yeah. Willful, check it out. And, and okay. I'm not being paid by them at all. Okay. But but it's better to get a short one than no will. Yeah, I did not know it would be that affordable. That's fantastic. We're out of time, but thanks for your time, Elke. We appreciate it. 
You're very welcome, Andy. Thank you for having me. Thank you. That is Elke Rubach, principal and founder of Rubach Wealth.